0: Hello, and welcome to Driving Change with me, Steve Goldstein. I love sports, and I really enjoy watching players of the same level compete. What is it that allows someone to find another gear, not get down on themselves when they're behind? How do these athletes fight through everything with a single-minded focus on one goal, winning? All successful sports players only know how to play to win. But you know, business is very different from sports. From almost the time I began working, I noticed a very interesting thing about what happens in many companies. Leaders do not behave like athletes. In fact, many behave more like civil service employees. It takes many shapes and forms, but it's very noticeable to everyone in the organization. And of course, it affects them profoundly in many ways. This playing-not-to-lose phenomenon is not limited to just companies. It operates in academia, cultural organizations like museums and symphony orchestras, unions, and other large organizations. About 20 years ago, I coined the term playing-not-to-lose as a way to describe this behavior and clearly differentiate it from playing to win. If you're listening to the show for the first time, thank you for spending time with us. If you're coming back, welcome, and I really appreciate your continued interest. Make sure to visit my website, Stephen D. Goldstein, to learn more about how you can drive change. Let me tell you a story about my friend Craig, who was the head of HR of a logistics company based in Boston. Craig's a very experienced guy. They had a good CEO, a fairly strong team, and they had done well during the past 10 years. But recently, they were starting to see cracks. And their performance was starting to slip. New competitors, changing business models, more aggressive customers. You know the drill. Yet they essentially had avoided dealing with these issues. And of course, the problems got more pronounced. Seeing this, Craig urged the CEO to get more aggressive. Stimulate the team to think differently. They brought in a consultant who essentially, after a two-month project, essentially laid out in very clear format, what they had already known. And yet, somehow they were unable to act. It's as if they were driving the car with their right foot on the gas pedal and the left on the clutch. And for those of you who don't know how to drive a stick shift, that means that the engine is racing, but the car is standing still. And of course, in the heat of this frenetic competition, the company's performance continued to suffer and, in fact, got worse. After another year, so now this is three years later, the company was in such bad shape that it was acquired by one of their competitors for a very low price. To add insult to injury, the entire management team was fired. By playing not to lose, everyone lost. A very painful decision and outcome. Again, you're listening to Driving Change. To learn more about me, Steve Goldstein, and the show, please visit me online at stephendgoldstein.com. I'm now going to give you three tips that I think all leaders should embrace to help them learn how to play to win and certainly not playing not to lose. Number one, which I know seems very obvious, but assess whether you're playing not to lose. Start with yourself. Do some personal self-introspection. Ask yourself how aggressive you are in dealing with the issues. Ask yourself the degree to which you're looking with fresh eyes to see what's out there and whether, in fact, you're really identifying what the problems and opportunities are. Second, start having these conversations with your team. Find out where their heads are at. Are they playing not to lose? Are they being held back because of you? You know, there's many different situations, and depending upon how many members of your team there are, you won't get one answer. But I think it's important to be very transparent with them about your concerns, and you want them to help you think through what the issues are and how to deal with them. Third, look at some recent events that happened in your company and ask yourself and your team what might have happened differently if you had a different attitude focused more on winning than playing it safe. I find this very useful when I advise companies to go back six months or nine months and ask them to identify what are the three concerns or issues they had and what did they do with them. And what I typically find is that either they didn't identify the right issues or they did, but for whatever reason, They didn't have a corresponding action plan to deal with it. And that leads to the fourth point of of this assessment piece, which is really understand what you may have missed and why you missed it. You learn more from doing this sort of forensic evaluation than you do from anything else. And it really requires you to be very objective and do some serious soul searching because obviously you didn't make the right call. And only in understanding why... You didn't make the right call. Are you going to be able to make better decisions going forward? Number two, it is okay to fail and most people are afraid of failure. So what I say to leaders is you need to give people permission to take calculated risks. Obviously, we don't want everybody to fail because that will not end well, but Taking calculated risks is good. And there are a couple of ways to do that. One, I like to break projects down into smaller chunks as opposed to having an enormous project that will take a year and cost a lot of money. If you can break that down into four or five pieces and let people see accomplishments in one or two months, you get what I call small wins. That does a couple of things. It gives the organization a sense of confidence that they can achieve something. It also gives them a time frame that's pretty short so they get fairly quick feedback. And obviously having small wins gives them the incentive to continue with the next chunk and eventually when you put all the chunks together you've get a very large project completed. The second thing is to limit your spending. I see so often that Leaders in companies come in with big proposals that a project will take a year and a half and cost three million dollars and that's hard that's hard you know a lot of a lot of companies are not in a position to make those kind of decisions very quickly or at all so similar with small wins, I like to do things where the spending is limited so you know instead of asking for one and a half million dollars you ask for a hundred thousand dollars and you you use that money very carefully and then if that component works, you're very able to go back and ask for an additional level of spending to continue the next chunk that you started in the first place. And that relates to the third piece, which is really prove out the concept before spending a lot of money. I like the whole idea of, 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 of the small wins and limited spending and getting very comfortable that whatever it is that's being proposed actually works and once you know it works it's much easier to authorize the level of spending that's needed to really roll the project out. And the fourth piece of this section is fail fast. I said earlier it's okay to fail but if you're going to fail you really want to fail quickly. So this all relates together in terms of small projects, small wins, limited spending, prove out the concept, fail fast. Obviously if you don't fail fast you're going to wind up spending more money. But if you do fail fast and you learn what happened, you can actually incorporate that into the next phase. The third component of this is you have to keep asking your, constantly asking yourself the question, am I playing not to lose or am I playing to win? This may be the hardest thing and it's something I think you have to do every morning you know, sort of like brushing your teeth. I remember many years ago, a friend of mine told me about his father-in-law who was a very successful CEO said to my friend, he gets up every morning when he looks in the mirror, he asks himself one question, who's going to put me out of business today? That's how he starts his day. So he was already in the mindset of playing to win and he was really questioning anything and everything that could go wrong to upset what he was trying to do. So here the two pieces of advice are, A, don't ever get complacent. People are competing at a frenetic level these days and as comfortable as you might think you are, it could be very short-lived. So ask your question every morning, who can put me out of business? The other question is really start to see the upside. As much as it is the case that you don't want to see yourself in trouble, the flip side of that question is what else could you do that's remarkable and would really totally transform your company. So the companion side of don't get complacent and see the upside I think is a question you should ask yourself every day. Future episodes of Driving Change will discuss other useful ways to think about transformation. And I'll always provide you with actionable tips that you can implement in your company. Thanks for listening, and I hope you see how playing not to lose actually causes lackluster performance of your own making. Instead, really focus on playing to win. Make sure to visit my website, stephendgoldstein.com, for more information on my show, as well as tons of other leadership information and tools free on my blog.